usually our captain is here to do that. So, what's up, everybody? This is Black Robin Podcast coming at you without our captain. It's cool. Uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, she's okay. I swear. There you go. Oh, also, this is sexual chocolate. Hey. <laughs> Oof. Hi, hey. everybody. This is Sleepy Bree. That was sexual chocolate's attempt to lead us off. So this time we are getting in a few days late, but you know, CPT to some Juneteenth nonsense and fun. So if you don't know, Juneteenth just passed a few days ago. So that was June 19th. It celebrates the day the uh, slaves were announced to be emancipated. We've been celebrating it for years. And uh, yet now suddenly it's an official holiday because, you know, they didn't want to actually give police reform. So we'll just give them a holiday instead. Anyway. We're not getting into history. What we are going to talk about is some of these Juneteenth movies that were out this weekend. And some weekends before. Just in general, to celebrate the year, we figured there's a lot of black movies that were suddenly in theaters. Let's start with the elephant in the room. Uh, Little Mermaid. I did not see see it. it. (laughs) No. No. I yeah, don't know who asked for it. I'm sorry. It's not that I won't see it. It's that I'm not paying $20 to see some... Disney live action cast grab. I don't need it. I don't want it. When it comes out on Disney Plus, I'll, I'll watch, watch it, it then. But yeah. I heard it didn't do well. I saw it didn't do well. I looked at the box office. It wasn't, you know, the worst movie that's ever made, but it did worse than Aladdin. Let's say that. Live action Aladdin. Then again, live action Aladdin did have uh, Will Smith's genie, and I thought he did pretty well. I mean, I heard Halle Bailey crushed it when it came to music, so I'm excited to listen to that. The soundtrack could be great, but why? Oh, why are none of the sci-fi? I guess it goes back to the idea of, you know, blackwashing, quote unquote, real fake, regardless. But I really do think that had a huge impact on how well the movie did or didn't do. I mean, like if it was I a regular white aerial, it still wouldn't be very popular because their live action remakes kind of suck. Yeah. I don't think any of the live actions do all that well. Like I think Beauty and the Beast supposedly did all right. All right. So I know people one. who saw it. I don't it think Lion King it. did. I'm pretty no. sure Aladdin did not do well. No. <laughs> yeah. But that's why this one did worse than Aladdin. Did worse than Lion King. Uh, did I mean, worse than Beauty and the Beast. I think I saw some box office stat that said it did worse than Cruella. Because don't forget, this didn't start with Beauty and the Beast. Their live action nonsense started with, I want to say it was Alice in Wonderland came first. Then they did Maleficent. Um, they had some others. They did Cruella. Was Disney the one that did The Huntsman? I could not tell you. Like, I, I have not watched a lot of live action Disney stuff. It was terrible. I mean, like, I honestly, you, it was at uh, Kirsten Channel. Stewart. I think it was Kirsten Stewart and The Huntsman. And she, as always, had no expression the entire time through. But anyway, we're not talking about the white Disney remakes. We're talking about this black Disney remake. And it flopped. And it makes you wonder. Like, what is the formula? Is Are we the problem? Is it the fact that it's black? So I also remember Tiana, and Tiana also wasn't very strong. Well, I, mean, I really enjoyed the movie. But it did not do well. It was not a huge success. Uh, no one wants to dress up for Tiana as Halloween. As much look, as they want to say dress up as Mulan, Mulan it, or Anna and Elsa. Even Rapunzel did really well, but Tiana did not. I mean, it's a numbers game. Like, Disney has a lot of princesses that did not do that great. Who? For example, like, you mentioned Rapunzel. I'm sorry, Rapunzel's not that huge when you consider, like, the monsters of, like, Cinderella, Snow White, Little Mermaid. Like, 
Rapunzel ain't on that level. No, nah, but <laughs> for the new age ones, Rapunzel did all right. Now, like a lot of people were singing ones, it. A lot of the costumes went out. Rapunzel did pretty well for a Disney movie. I'm not denying. So that I'd it say Rapunzel's okay, still on the level, not, maybe not quite as Moana. Actually, it might be on Moana level. Certainly I'd, better than Raya. I've definitely seen more Moana costumes than Rapunzel. Yeah, because that they got Lin Manuel. Rapunzel didn't, but when Rapunzel came out, it was still a pretty solid hit. So at least compare Rapunzel to Tiana, the Frog Princess. It's like ah, yeah, yeah. But so I mean, the treatment. I mean, so she was a frog. Treatment. Yeah, she was a frog the whole movie. She so was that was that was a problem. Um, but there's also the fact that it's just a numbers game. It's like they have flops for uh, female for the white princesses, and they oh, have who one black than Tiana. I still say Rapunzel flopped. I'm sorry. I, like, I do did. not think she does okay. that well. <laughs> Where's my phone? I mean, numbers in theaters? So On are we TV talking numbers place? in theaters or like how iconic they are as a character? Because that's what I'm both. talking about. I think about. Rapunzel, like Disney's Rapunzel was more iconic than Disney Siana. Maybe. Hmm? Honestly, I see them at the same level. Now numbers, they might have edged. They definitely probably edged edged uh, Frog Princess out. Yeah, that just goes to show. I know we've talked about it before, but the idea of black washing. We want to see more black princesses, but maybe not like that. Because on one hand, I remember the videos of the little girls who are so excited, like, "Oh my God, Ariel's black!" And you don't get that with a brand new, fresh princess yet. Right. There's something about having an iconic character now look like you, as opposed to like a brand new character from scratch. Unless the unless the new character crushes it, because again, like we mentioned, Moana crushed it. Moana crushed it. Yeah. Elsa technically was brand new. No one heard of Elsa before. Yeah. And she has it. skyrocketed to the top. <laughs> right. So maybe we don't need just an old princess who's suddenly black. We need an absolutely crushing it, killing it new princess. Yo, put. Put some Black Panther levels of money and effort into it. You'll get it. Mm, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I think Ariel, new Black Hallie Ariel, had more than just that against her. Because when it comes time to like Black people coming to the theaters and they have something to choose between, the timing was tragic. Because who? Who? Give me a name for who? Goes Two. to the theaters and looks at Little Mermaid or Spider Verse, uh, yeah, I and mean, says, it... "You know what? I could go for a rehash of Little Mermaid." <laughs> right. Let's 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 do this again, Brie. Which one did you see? Well, personally, before we get to Spider Verse, I saw the blackening. Yo, <laughs> yo! If you've been listening but, to this right. podcast for a while, you know I am chicken shit. I am terrified of my shadow. I don't do creepy. I don't do scary. I don't go spooky. I had to close my eyes to half of The Last of Us. But the trailers for the blackening just looked hilarious. Oh, it was. Vote off who is the blackest. (laughs) Like, that's the only trailer they needed. And it's basically the only trailer we really got. And it was great. It was great. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, it is exactly what you expected. It's not the greatest movie ever written. Right? I don't think it deserves an Oscar for like best cinematography or whatever, but for what you went for, it you know, you went for basically like if you ever saw a scary movie, think of mm. that 
but you know, turn up the blackness level to like twenty. Right, and a that's lot what you of got. black humor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of black humor. So again, it's not a good movie. If any of you are listening, decide to go see it. It's not a good movie, but it is a fun. I disagree. Movie. It's not quality, but it's enjoyable. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean by it's not a good one, but it's a fun one because yeah. There's a lot of issues. As you watch it, you just got to suspend your disbelief a little and enjoy the ride. It's like watching a stand-up comedian speak, and they say, it's a true story. We all know it's not a yeah. true story, <laughs> but it's a funny story, and that's what counts. Yeah, so, it'd be hard to get into any of the jokes without spoilers, but basically, it's just a lot of black references. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, if you've paid it, it like a mustard seeds worth of attention to black culture you could probably have a great time here mm. yeah even if you don't get everything you get enough mm-hmm. so what i like to see about because i feel like it's been a while since there was like a black film in theaters so that's something like black director black writer black cast black designers like and most importantly targeted towards a black demographic you can bring your other toned friends to it, easy. But at its core, its audience, the audience that it was expected to get the majority of the jokes and who it was written for, clearly black, indisputably black. I mean, no, nah, I, I can't no. say that this is... No, 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 it definitely was. That's not my okay. point. Okay. <laughs> like, you're arguing on that point? <laughs> no, no. My point is that um, there has been more black movies. They're just... They just don't do that. Have there? I mean, because I don't mean like the historical or suffering ones. I don't mean Emancipation or Till or Hidden Figures. I mean, mean, like, I feel like Girls Trip was the last one. I mean, like, yeah, other people can watch it, but you can feel it was kind of directed towards a black audience. I mean, think Creed. Creed was kind of directed towards a black audience. Was it? Yeah. (laughs) As a spinoff of the Rocky movies? Still. No. Audience. Having a black character doesn't make it a black movie. Wow. <laughs> Would you say that The Little Mermaid was directed towards a black no, audience? No, that's not my point. My point is, like, it's not just a black actor. Like, there were black directors. There were black people behind the scenes of Creed. Like, it's not some, just... But just, like, primarily. Like, like if you could get the uh, crew from an HBCU film program. Mm. See, I don't want to say for Creed, because, like, if there's, like, one white person on that crew... And I'm like, no, nah, it was I'm all black cast. I'm not that strict about it. But there's just some things you can tell who it was written for. You can tell who it's directed towards. And we started arguing about this later, but something like Black Panther, I'm on the fence about calling that a black movie. It has all the running, but I feel like the audience was still too generic. It's like when you go to a hair supply store and go for your favorite brand of leave-in and then suddenly on the box, it doesn't say for like kinky hair. It's now saying uh, for all hair types. For all hair types is such a red flag. I and not can't... everyone might get that, but you know, black girls who have done their hair and have wash days and know it knows that for all hair types, that's it. It's done. I'm done with your brand. It's, I'm over it. Because sometimes when you make it for an audience who's too general, it takes away for being able to be for you or for us. Yeah, it's kind of similar think... to the argument people have against blackish, saying like, yeah, it's about being black, but it wasn't directed 
for black people or it caters too much for the white audience i mean blackish aside like i fully enjoyed blackish i oh I, yeah I, I, I don't it's know. hilarious it's fun but like, I can i've never agreed where that with that come from i don't really? <laughs> i really don't because it never felt that way to me but that's to me so look everyone experiences okay, okay. then compared to this we're watching big fun. bang theory right now Mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory is about nerds, but it's very clearly directed towards a non-nerd audience. Do you feel that? No. Really? Uh-uh. Because <laughs> like... every joke is surface level. They just pretty much only refer to like Star Wars and Star Trek most of the time. It's very surface level in their nerddom, and half the jokes are like, nerds can't get none. Oh my god, yeah. a girl walks into a comic book shop. To the point where I look at it and I roll my eyes against like, okay, yeah, they're still pushing the no such thing as girl nerds agenda. If it I was mean, really written by nerds, nah, there's some you deep, would feel that. There's some deep there is, Not that it doesn't exist, like, but you can tell the stuff. show was not directed for the nerd community to get enjoy. It's directed for the non-nerd community like, to enjoy and see for it. Example, Somewhere what? that Blackish was directed for a non-entirely black community to get and enjoy. I mean, like, one of the main jokes is, like, about Firefly getting canceled. That is not a surface-level joke. That is just deep in the community that really loved it. Like, there's not that many people who watch Firefly and absolutely loved it. Like, no. (laughs) Like, deep cuts on, like, certain comic book characters that only would make sense if you actually paid attention to those comments. Nah. Again, there's a difference between written by and written for. I can see it be written by nerds, but it was not written for nerds. Mm, That's tough. Like, if you're saying not for nerds It's for a general audience. mm, I think it's mostly for nerds, and they hope that it supersedes to go into the general audience. I strongly don't think so. But Why? Because of the it way it's depicted is the very, it's the surface level of what people imagine a nerd But I to mean, be. it's also what nerds imagine themselves to be. Like, there are nerds going like, yeah, we're picking up chicks left and right. No. We go, oh, yeah, we cannot just pick up chicks that Just because it some easy. things right doesn't mean... I don't know. I just feel like you speak and talk different if you're talking to someone within a community than if you're talking with someone in a general mainstream about a community but i don't think that show did that like no <laughs> i do okay different like perspective given, i don't think we'll agree for, so that's the same one you don't see for black so i i think yeah, you can't differentiate between black. can you name any series you think is written by a certain community but for a different one mm, oh and there you have it in my head no <laughs> There you have it. Maybe all the slave movies? Those are mainly written for white people. Hmm? I can kind of see that being one. Yeah, an example. Because there are plenty of kind of things in my publishing. You see, like, yeah, this is written by black people to explain things to your white friends. Yeah. Yeah, so you get things like that. How you would talk to them differently to explain something than you would talk to your cousin to explain something. Sure. Yeah, because there's some things you get or some things you don't get. So there's just a tone shift between like, it. So I'm that's why I feel like something so it's by black people, but it's for a general audience. I'm not disagreeing so much with that premise. It's just the examples you brought up. I don't agree. Fall into that. That's blackish, all. <laughs> which a lot of people have said. That. A lot of people Big say Bang. a lot of things. Big Bang. As a nerd, I found it good. 
I know it's not. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm not saying you can't enjoy it. I'm saying its primary demographic was not other nerds. It was supposed to be a general anyone can enjoy show. And as soon as you make something anyone can enjoy, it does by necessity take away from the specific groups being able well, to I enjoy mean, because you well, must make it too more general for you know the hold main up. people who would get it. Let's think of a show that would be near and dear to your heart. What about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? That is a purely black show through and through. But that was made for a general audience. Yeah. And boom, I win. <laughs> I think that still falls into my point of a show written by or made by this, but for someone. And also, was Fresh Prince of Bel-Air like black directed, black written? Or was it just black acted? That's a great question. I don't Especially know. Especially in the 90s? I, I just told you that's a great question, and I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so how are you arguing that, that boom, you won the point? You don't even got I'm just fast. saying it was a black show. Oh, well, like, no one's going to watch also a directed Fresh towards a black audience. Similar like Living Single, when people talk about that versus Friends, mm-hmm. Living Single was for a black audience. Shows on BET for a black audience. Other people can enjoy it. It's not inaccessible, but the primary audience they're hitting isn't general audience. I mean, like, that one just ends up being somewhat luck. I know what they're usually going for, but until we get, like, every director to say straight up, hey, I am making this just for black people, and if y'all like it too, great. Yes! Pretty much any movie that came out on BET, it was written for, not only for, but written for this audience. Similar how a lot of times when the mangaka are writing shonen, they're writing for mainly a boy audience. In their mind, it is a straight dude audience. Hence, a lot of things like panty shots, boob jiggle, and such. Yes, there is possible for others to enjoy it. I've enjoyed it myself. There's other things that they never considered, like lesbians might also like it. But for the most part, in their head, they're thinking it's going to be like a 12 to 18-year-old boy watching this and enjoying this. Similar for shoujo, in their head, it's going to be a girl of this age to that age watching it. This is from this perspective towards that demographic. But that works for manga because it's only usually one writer. So we can figure out what they're going for. But for like TV shows, it's like hundreds of writers in that room. Like they there are, might but be they an still have a premise, demographic but... they're hitting, and for the most part, they're writing for whatever the channel they're going on, or as broad as possible. Nah, they're so writing for the most to part, get that it's check. Usually, <laughs> they're general. writing whatever they're told to write. Yo, I don't think so. I'm sorry, they would be fired if they don't write what they're told to write. Like that—that's how I know. But works. when you start putting together a show with the production, you're acting like producers aren't a thing. They organize cast and crews around like this is what we're trying to build. Here's the concept. Here's the idea. Here's the angle. I mean, and the people they draw from the add towards like, that. Like people. So again, if you're writing for BET, that's going to be a certain thing you can expect. I mean, I don't think it, there's that many people writing directly for BET. They just make a movie and BET picks no, it up. No, you are incorrect. Whenever they're writing, they're thinking of where am I selling this to? Because writing isn't just a passion. It's a profession. It's a job. It's a career. You got to know your audience and sell it towards a certain audience. No one would try to sell the show Friends to BET. Because they know, yo, that's not the network for me. That's not the place. But a lot of times, if people are, say 
writing, maybe writers from HBCUs, people who wrote like black romance novels, which is a thing. These are subgenres. There are publishing houses that focus on black novels. There are ch- entertainment channels that focus on like black experience. Heck, doesn't BET even stand for black experience television? Black entertainment television? Black excellence television? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm throwing out acronyms. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's black entertainment, but but anyway, that's the core of it. Right now. I think it was so for something like Black Panther, even though it has a lot, I still feel like it was sent towards a general audience in a way that is just to say that uh, the blackening was not the blackening. It is very clear based on the jokes, the tones, the mannerisms, yeah. what they were going for, who they were directing it as. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna let you slap the Black Panther one. Like now, that was a purely for a black audience. Like, no, it, it just, wasn't. Yeah, it just superseded From Marvel. Hey, look, it superseded what you usually think of for just a black audience and went towards a general one. But when they wrote that, like for that movie, that was for us. Can you? Like, genuine question coming out. Listeners, listen up. Derby, listen up. If you move away from the specific by four demographic, so if you move from being, you know, a black film made for, in mind, a black audience to a general audience, or say any, like, sub-demographic to a general demographic, can you do that without taking away from the original sub-demographic? Yeah, as long as you don't change it. Like, (laughs) Like, think of if you have a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's only popular among a certain demographic. Then, mm-hmm. I don't know, Keith Lee decides to eat there and it blows up. As long as you don't change what you're doing, it's still just as good. It's still for that same audience. It's just now exploded out into other audiences. But the moment you change the formula, like I guess with that hair care analogy you were going for earlier... Then the yeah, that you changes. Change formula. You're yeah, dead but to if me. You don't You're that can too the... shea moisture. You are dead to me. But yo, if you don't change the formula and you just change the wording and say, yeah, it's now for all, but I've changed absolutely Nah, nothing. even if you just change the wording and the formula is the same, I'm gonna be mad and drop you. You can be I'm mad. I'm talking and about drop hair them. products again. <laughs> you can be this mad and drop them, but that's more of just the past has you know, you've been burnt by these words in the past. So you know it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But overall, that formula stayed exactly the same it's still for that same demographic and it's just exploded it it's gotten successful all right mm. it's broken out of just what america in america black people are like 13 percent of the population so it's broken out from just 13 percent that it could sell to to like 50 i think i might be able to agree with you in the case of black panther if it hadn't been part of the mcu already if it wasn't already part of this predominantly white I, multiverse. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's multiple movies in the MCU that flop and it, people just decide not to see them. I'm sorry. Even if people were like super not, racist. Not to say it goes well. Wanna... Not to say it goes well. But to say because it was part of the MCU multiverse already and tied in with the rest, it was not suddenly directed for black people. They definitely want to get like the black vote for it and it worked astoundingly well. So, but targeting a group is not the same as writing for a group if that makes sense like within and not. for because yes like the people who worked on black panther itself yeah black great job uh designing writing directing but marvel isn't black 
MCU and Disney is not black. So that, so then the ones really making the decision saying this is what we want, this is what we expect from our numbers, aren't I mean, doing that, it for the community. Well, They're doing I mean, it to profit off point, of the community. At that point, we're just guessing. We don't know exactly how much control they ceded or, mm. you know, had over the project. And yeah. probably never will, because I think Marvel usually, Marvel and D- the MCU usually have, like, very brolic NDA contracts. So we'll never really know. Uh, we just have to go based off what we've seen. And honestly, when I saw Black Panther, I was like, yeah, representation handled. Right. And I let feel me just, good. In case state, I'm not attacking Black Panther. Black Panther, Wakanda <laughs> forever. Wakanda forever, period. Love it. They were great. Actually, no, I did not enjoy the first Black Panther. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you already have me on tape complaining how much I hated the first Black Panther. So I'm going to scratch that. (laughs) I'm not bashing on it unnecessarily. That's a personal opinion. I did not like the first Black Panther, but Wakanda Forever was great. So I finally decided to Google and see how some more Black movies that have come out. So Wendell and Wild. um, Wendell and Wild. (laughs) Right? We watched that. Although. The harder they fall. Although, although, pause for a second on Wendell and Wild. Key and Peele is one of those interesting ones because they might actually add towards your point. Ew, gross. Ugh, get that off my <laughs> Victory. Because, like, they did have great black humor, but they also hit a very general demographic. Mm-hmm. They were black people, white people were happy to laugh along with. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even though a lot of their jokes were some black jokes. Like, yeah. the great one about the Power Rangers. Why do I got to be the Black Ranger? <laughs> Hilarious. I mean, yeah, the the entire joke about Aaron. And oh all of the names in school. How that's a reversal of like how black kids get mixed named. And yet it somehow hit a general audience with wonderful success. Yeah. So yeah, I win. <laughs> By accident. Nice. <laughs> Dang. So what are some other ones? Because Wendell and Wild was a fun time. Um, we have Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Ma Rain, when did that come out? Uh Let's see, that was in 2020. Okay. That's rough time. Uh, well, apparently there was a movie called Miss Juneteenth. <laughs> That's two on the nose. <laughs> no. Uh, there was The Harder They Fall. I know that was pretty good. I feel like I heard the ta- name. No idea what it's about or who's in it. And then obviously the usuals with uh, slaves and civil rights. I'm not counting those. Yeah. Because, like, they, they definitely do count. It's just that it's a different brand. It's not for black people's enjoyment. I mean... Because you every... don't enjoy those slave movies. You just see them and be somber about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything Jordan Peele did with all his horror movies and stuff. So, what was yeah. it? Us. There was uh, Get Out. Uh, what was the last oh. one he made? Up? Um, don't Look Up? No. Not Don't Look no. Up. No. Uh, I think it also had to do with Aliens, but I don't remember what it was called. Right. But... It was something about, like, a cloud. But yeah, so see, we've had a few <laughs> that have been targeted towards us and have done it. well. Hmm. Okay. Well, all's that to say, blackening, <laughs> overall quality bad, enjoyment very high. Yes. You know, sometimes you just love a crappy movie. <laughs> That's a hard... Nah, I, I don't regret giving it my $20. Like, I would overwhelmingly regret Giving That's Disney right. my twenty dollars for a New York remake. movies cost twenty dollars. Oh my god, it hurts! It's so expensive. That's why when you go to see one, it has to be worth it. Yeah, that's what. But the movie we did see that was overwhelmingly worth it. 
Well, I mean, except for Spider Verse. Still anger. <laughs> wait, wait, okay, a little bit. We'll we'll get into that. So this was part two out of. Okay, at this stage, if you're still listening, it's spoiler territory. We'll have in the description. Now it's around 27, 28 minutes in. If you have not seen Spider Verse yet, go see it, or else don't be pissed with us for spoilers. It is now 100% open game. You have your shot. Yeah. So this is two out of what will be a three-part Spider-Verse series, which is fun because that goes in the tradition of uh, Spider-Man. Because there's always been, like, the Spider-Man movies for years have come in threes. Three Spider-Man, then they switch them out for someone new. Hmm? I think Amazing Spider-Man was only one. It was at least two, I think. Was it? Yeah, although I don't think he got the third one. Even though that's a shame, because I like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man more. Well, I'm sorry, Tobey Maguire <laughs> pissed me so off so much with the dance. You know the dance. We all know the dance. It's a great meme. Oh, God. Oh, God. And it will but, live forever because of the internet now. So, what are the names of these movies? Was it Into the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse? Yeah, you gotta stop giving me quizzes, alright? <laughs> I need you to be faster with it. Where's your Google skills? Uh, I... Oh, this is after work. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so overall rating, so worth my money. I'd almost be tempted to spend another 20 to see it again. I'm not crazy. I'm not that rich. <laughs> but if some, if I had a friend who hadn't seen it yet and said you want to go, I would say yes and pay for it again. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Overwhelmingly worth it. So what's so great about this one? I, mean, I art, was worried that the Spider-Verse wouldn't live up to the first one. Because first Spider-Verse movie, mind-blown. I think it came out, what, like five years ago or something? Yeah, and just what they did with the animation, the art style, the way they spun together all the different characters without being like cheap cameos was great. So I came into this one with high expectations and it did not disappoint. I love, love, love what they did with the art. Because what we saw a little bit in the first one that they just made even better was how every world had its own art style. And like, you can see it as they jumped in between and transferred through. Like the, I'd say the four biggest ones we got was Nuevo York of yeah. 299, I can't remember. I can't number numbers. No, no one's going to know these numbers. All right. Like, right. <laughs> we got Miles Morales's New York, which is a comic book style. We got Gwen Stacy's New York, which, oh my god, I cannot rave enough about how beautiful it was. Like, all watercolored. Yo, the way they did emotion through colors and art style. This is what it means to have artists working Mm -hmm. on stuff. This Mm -hmm. is someone who was a fan working on it, who had a perspective, who came into this, and someone said, what do you want to do? Okay, you know what? You do you over there, I'm gonna do me over here, and we'll make it all work. And it did. We got, what, uh, Mombatan? I think it was Mumbatan. Yeah, and that was another fun one. Just all of these different worlds. I was a little worried because it was, what, two two hour movie? Two and a half hour movie or something? Again, Did you do the Googling yet? No, no, not even sir, a little. Sir, <laughs> get on it. Two hours and 16 minutes. Thank you. Two hour and 16 minute movie. I'm like, dang, that's long. Not gonna lie, my butt was sore in that theater. Why? I had to why, shift Why would side. you say that after that's long? Oh, <laughs> You made it dirty. I'm talking about something wholesome and beautiful here, and should be ashamed. So, but I remember, wasn't there some kind of controversy about Miles Morales's hair in this one? Because, like, I like, thought it was a time skip. It's just out? like what four or five months later. 
But I feel like people were mad that his hair was either too kinky or not kinky, not kinky enough. I mean, then that just sounds like an internet troll fight. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was one of those internet like, troll fights. Like, like, oh, I did not he, notice he's this black. Oh, he's African Latino. Afro Latino. He's, he's this. Uh, he's that. Like, look, doesn't if, matter. I love even, the designs. Even if they switched up his hair, my best guess would be, hey, he's a teenager. He's trying out a different product. That's it. Right. Moving on. Right. <laughs> so I didn't know anything bad about that, but yeah, it was good. It was good. Oh, I don't good. even know where to begin. Derby, where do we begin to praise this? Plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. After nah, saying but, how much we love it. Okay, fine. No, no. We, we said did. how much we Look, love it. We'll get back to the love later. But gorgeous. There was a, a, a plot hole, which is funny because the entire movie is about holes and plots <laughs> and plotty holes and holy plots. Yeah. Like, uh, one of the biggest plot holes is just, for me, I just didn't understand how all the Spider-Men just accepted that they had to let someone die. I, I, I could not just sit, because everyone's like, oh, we've seen it. I haven't seen shit. I've seen him tell me he's seen it. The only universe I know that got destroyed is him, and that got destroyed after he was there for at least more than one day. It wouldn't right. be that tragic if he was only there for a day, so at least I'm guessing at least a month before the world unraveled. There, so, there are some issues. For anyone who's watching this for some reason without having seen Spider-Verse and somehow avoid all the other Spider-Verse commentaries that are on YouTube, like, honestly, they've been going off like popcorn. The premise of this one is, after the first movie where they did some uh, dimension hopping nonsense, it mm -hmm. created massive holes throughout the multiverse where villains were hopping into different worlds and it's like collapsing the worlds. Oh no, you're a, uh, what's the word? Uh, anomaly? Anomaly! Anomalies popping up everywhere, screwing things up. So, uh, super, like, infinite Spider-Man task force goes around world to world, trying to fix the anomalies, close up the holes before they destabilize the entire time-space continuum. They even connected this to the MCU, because don't forget, Spider-Verse is Sony, MCU is Disney. They had to like specifically request things in between them. Mm -hmm. They are two different universes that are now linked because yeah. in this one, they even explicitly said that, you know, Doctor Strange and, uh, you know, little Peeper Parker Spider Man were screwing things up over there with their nonsense. Which makes it another bit of the yeah, whole pothole where it's like, oh, no, it's your fault. I'm sorry. Did you how? not see Tom Holland and Doctor Strange fuck with the whole thing? Right, so how you put this fault. all on me, saying, like, <laughs> I'm the start of it. So, anyway, the big conflict is uh, leader of the Spider-Man task force says, like, Miles, fuck you. You're not supposed to be Spider-Man. That was an accident because you became Spider-Man and screwed up everything else. Well, first of all, pause Mr. Miguel O'Hara, because you're saying he started it. He didn't summon the spider. He didn't say, hey, spider, please bite me. Right? How is this his fault? So, fact, you know, Psycho like in charge fault. is looking at Psycho, who seemed somewhat reasonable at first, but got more and more unreasonable, is looking at our little Miles Morales saying, like, yeah, this is on you. I blame you. Shut up. Stay out of the way. Do what I say. When it's like, yo, this wasn't even Miles' fault. He's just doing what he can with what he has. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Not only that, like, one of the main conflicts is that Miles' dad is supposed to die. Yeah, for the sake of the time-space right, continuum. For the sake of the time-space continuum. The easiest it's a way... plot point. Is the easiest way for Miguel Hoara to make this happen is not tell Miles shit, 
put him in the go home machine. Boom, handled. Handled. Just dies. stay quiet. <laughs> so apparently, it's ambiguous whether it's a secret or not that this has to happen. Because it seems like some of the Spider Men, for example, Gwen knew that, like, yo, can an mm. event. Your daddy's got to die, slash police captain has to die, slash Uncle Ben has to die. The point is, X person you care about has to die. So mm-hmm. Gwen knew, yet uh, Mr. Spider-Man and Moombatnan didn't. Yeah, he... Jesus, what do you want? <laughs> Sorry, my dog went crazy all of a sudden. <laughs> we'll ignore that. <laughs> uh, but Spider-Man and Moombatnan didn't know. So anyway, it seems like some people they tell maybe when it's too late. Others, they're going to keep it hush-hush. But they mainly keep a ring on this. So, little Miles Morales, the rebellious anomaly Spider-Man, walks into uh, Spider-Verse HQ, says, yo, what's up? Makes us up something in the other world a little bit. And somehow that gives our main antagonist, because I can't say bad guy, but our main antagonist goes into a massive expository monologue explaining, yes, here is the multiverse. Here is screwing things up. Here is exactly who is about to die in your life, and look at the time. It will happen in exactly three days. (laughs) Oh, but now you can't go back. Why would you say that? Why would you monologue? Can't you wait till after his dad dies to tell him, hey, it's okay? Yeah, yeah, I knew right. all along, but it had to happen. But it no, happen. you yeah, tell exactly. him to yeah. his face that, yo, your daddy's about to die. And expect and him I'm not gonna to stop go you from and going. try to get out? Right, I'm going to stop you from helping. I'm sorry, no. Like, yeah. if you've, you've heard my stance on Attack on Titan, it's me and mine's first. I hate, fuck the universe. <laughs> I'm saving my people's first every time. Like, I need you to understand that. Like, I think they just they got themselves stuck in the plot because they wanted an epic chase scene and they needed a reason for it to happen. So, like, they had to monologue and tell him, but still. I'm I mean, even willing to believe your big worry, why would the other Spider-Man agree? I am willing to believe that they only let the other Spider-Man join and come to HQ if their, like, ex-person has already died. Except for Mr. New, New Moon Button or whatever that place was called. So, if their Uncle Ben slash police captains have already died, then it's like, oh, yeah, it's all for a purpose. Come and join us. There's nothing you can do now. That would make yeah. sense. With Gwen being, like, a special exception. But we already saw cool biker chick, like, vouching for her, saying, yo, it's cool. I got her. She's my apprentice. Also, I'll keep she an was kind of mad at her dad at that point. Yeah, and she was mad at her dad. I can understand Gwen slipping through. But for the others, none. None of them tried to go ape shit before and stop it. Before. I have to believe it already happened for them. Maybe. I mean, we saw, what was it, uh, Hobie? Hobie! Hobie would never stop a pig from dying. The cops (laughs) die, the cops die. That's facts, actually. In fact, he might even drop the brick that did it. (laughs) Can it had to happen, (laughs) y'all? No, I had to, under Spider Man. (laughs) He was a captain, right? He had to. It was a cannon event. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the police. Yo, this was like one of the best characters. Like, the love I have for Hobie Spider-Man. Like, this show just did such a great design with all of them, but Hobie especially? Oh my god. We all loved Peter Porker, the pig from the first one. We all (laughs) loved the black and white Rubik's Cube Spider-Man from the first one. But yo, this one tops it all. Oh yeah. Plus, I love all of the black characters, all the multiracial characters all over. Like, not to be like, oh, yay, diversity, but yo, I was so hyped watching it when, like, Punk rock Spider-Man took off his hat and he was just like, oh, yo. 
me. Miles said it best. How are you still cool without the mess? <laughs> he was always cool, mate. Yeah. Ooh. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. It made two hours and 16 minutes easy. And then at the end, they slapped us all in the face with a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. With and a cliffhanger. What... So the biggest complaint against this isn't necessarily the plot holes. It's a complaint that's like half complaint, not really. They didn't resolve anything in this movie. They said a bunch of problems and then said, we'll figure out the resolution for those later. <laughs> All right. I think somebody online has already mentioned like that biggest plot hole of the movie is the cliffhanger because there's a whole universe that technically should be gone because of a massive anomaly. There is no Spider-Man, but it's fine. <laughs> you know, Mother's Basement checked it out. Yeah. Uh, film Theory checked it out. Mm -hmm. Giga checked it out. Nah. We're all a little confused because uh, if anomalies screw things up, why is this universe fine? Because the anomaly left it, maybe? Because the yeah, others were an no anomaly sense. went in and changed things. This was an anomaly, or something was pulled yeah. out. So yeah. is the absence of something the same as the presence of an anomaly? Uh, no. Uh, stop. <laughs> no. No, you're not willing to <laughs> not buy accept that? It. No, no, no. <laughs> the idiot in 2099 is just wrong. Oh, it is 2099? <laughs> okay. Yes. It's up in the air. I feel like the next movie, because it did announce there will be across the universe, through the universe, between Spider-Man, some kind of preposition, the, the universe. Uh, so beyond. I feel like they're just going to say, oh, yeah, Miguel O'Hara, he's wrong. Yeah, that was a basically. stupid theory. He didn't <laughs> prove it. He had a bunch of, like, mathematical logic that seemed to work out to, like, you know, demise of the multiverse. But in reality, that wasn't even the issue. That's my prediction my, for how the next one would go but yo, the way they just the left us at the end at the end miles looking at miles i am excited to yo. see how that plays out yeah <laughs> i i'm thrilled yeah. it looks great i am excited for the next one because it feels like they made these movies not just as a hey this made money let's make another but as yo we have a plan yeah. we are executing the plan and i hope for the love of god they stop once the plan is done. Yeah, I'd like to believe that they... I want it to be a trilogy and nothing else. Yeah, I'd like to believe that they wrote the script and were like, shit, this is five hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no choice but to cut it in half. <laughs> I'd like Let's to think so. Let's find a good spot stopping point. <laughs> right here. Yeah, that works. <laughs> They'll come back. And I need yeah. some movie theaters to be smart enough to keep Spider-Verse 2 so they can do, like, double-verse feature. Ooh. Like when they get the next one, yeah, you can watch two and two and three, or even better, do a triple feature. We're playing these movies back to back. One, three. Feel free to get a ticket, but buy two tickets, get the last one free, or yeah. something. That would be great. Yeah, would I would that. be willing to see all three back to back. I would yeah. be exhausted. I don't think I have the endurance for it. <laughs> no. But no, it would be you'll fun. Take a nap somewhere in the car. Right? Is Spider Verse on any streaming platforms yet? I think. Disney Plus probably has it. Disney. I mean, no, because it's not Disney. Check. We'll find out. Hold on, let's see. I was it on Netflix at one point. I doubt it. I know it's definitely not now, but it might have been at some point. Ugh. but yeah, Spider Verse is worth your money. Ah, uh, I've yet yeah, to hear a bad review. No, wholeheartedly, it's worth your money. Yeah. Give it your money. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, just all the different Spider-Man they brought out. It was good. 
Did you find that streaming platform? Uh, potentially Hulu. Hmm? Bull. Okay, so like I mentioned, our Juneteenth review has now concluded. It's been a good year for movies, a lot to talk about, but we have something also very important to talk about. Mm-hmm. Guys, I don't care what religion you are, even if you're atheist, I don't know, find a four-leaf clover or something, because our god Oda is in surgery. Mm. So, uh, from what it looks like on- online, he has an astigmatism type of issue, so that's some eye problem. It is very worrying. Because, uh, like, the things we need him to keep are his eyes in his hands. If his liver goes, there are hundreds of us who would donate a new one. He'll mm. be fine. Organs, it's okay. We have extras. eyes and hands so he's getting surgery for astigmatism one piece has been on hold for a month um i think it should be back in july but although the manga is frozen the live action on netflix is full steam ahead and it has a drop date of august 31st correct uh we'll say this now i'm thinking we're gonna like maybe live stream a watch along Maybe full series, maybe half series. I don't know. At Keep an, an ear out for anything. It would potentially be, uh, you know. I wonder, can we teleparty that? How many people will, can be in a teleparty? I do not know. But I will promise one episode, because what if it's bad? All right, so maybe that's what we'll do. We'll send out an invite for anyone who wants to join us. Teleparty a few episodes. We got to give it as at least as many episodes as we gave Yasuke. What was that, three? I will give it one. <laughs> Have some hope. Anyway, <laughs> along with uh, the official date, we got an official trailer. So I was worried and freaking out a little while ago because I saw a trailer on uh, YouTube <laughs> that looked really high quality for a fan made. So I thought it was official because it was like writing itself like it was official. I was like, no, no. If you were on the live with us then, I was saying like, yeah, guys, I'm freaking out. Enel was in it. How the hell are they getting to Enel? <laughs> Enel is post-Alabasta. <laughs> What are they doing right before Water 7? Like, they have Nico by Enel. How are they doing Enel in yeah. eight episodes? That, like, how do you awful. break that's all, all those that. arcs into that's eight episodes? <laughs> that would have been no. a thing. If every episode like, three hours, maybe. Right? Every episode is a movie. Eight-part <laughs> yeah. movie series. Yeah, I mean, sure. you know, K-Dramas do it. <laughs> Plus, I was mad about Nami's voice because bland as hell. I now feel bad about all the mean things I said because it was fan-made. So as a fan-made, like, uh, impression commercial, no, I stand, yo, I stand well done. That's actually that. incredible. No, no, no. Bad things are bad. Not Still not me, but no. I was worried because I thought they were getting to uh, Skypea mm. in a short amount of time, and I didn't see how that could possibly be good. But if it's just, yeah. like, a few fan clips, yeah, that's doing alright. But anyway... That was a fake trailer. We got a real teaser trailer this past week. I'm sure, same thing as Spider-Verse, you have seen a million YouTube videos about it. I know, I watched every YouTube video I could find on it just because I'm excited. I'm scared to say I'm excited. I'm intrigued at best. There were some things that I go, okay, that was kind of cool. And then some things I'm like, mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> there are a few things I think yeah. the thing about it was it way surpassed our expectations for the commercial because our expectations were so low. Our, our expectations, expectations are in hell. Or Bebop. Our expectations were Light Turner and Death Note live action. God. 
Yeah, but I mean, exactly. that is what Netflix has When you come in before. thinking you're getting like Turner again, and you look at something that looks decent, it's like, wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> so we've known for a while what the cast would look like, but now we know what the cast looks like. It's one thing to see, like, a screenshot of an actor's head, but to see them, like, giving lines, performing some moves, moving around within the One Piece universe, I was impressed. Like, I mean, tell me after you don't watch it, you're not a little bit thirsty over Zoro. Uh, not me, but the internet definitely is. Um, <laughs> I have seen the videos. Sir, cast your heterosexuality aside <laughs> for just a moment. <laughs> Live in the world of One Piece and just, just acknowledge that Zoro. When I was looking at it, that's what the struck cast. me. It's not a perfect duplication of the character, but I look at it and I feel the character. I look and say, yeah. like, yeah. It's what they that's would Zoro. look like in reality. So, yeah. That not works. just reality. It gets the feel of what the character would be like. I look at Luffy instead of saying, like, I don't know. I guess he could be. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. I feel that. Yeah, he would be. It's translated it correctly <laughs> in a way I didn't expect. Because a lot of other times, it's a little cheesy. It's like, ah. It's Light Turner does not translate Light Yagami at all. Not even like no. 2%. And no. most they said Light Yagami's kind of smart. So we'll have this kid be good at algebra. That's it. <laughs> I am not, no, no, no. He needs to be a next, uh, a genius, an unparalleled genius. Like there are three people in the world that could keep up with him, maybe. <laughs> and they killed off his mom for some reason. So like, oh, he's angsty because of mom issues. What the f? Teenage in this trailer, I looked at Zoro and I could feel Zoro in that. I looked at Luffy and was like, huh, he is adorable. I would believe it. he's believable. Yeah, Usopp worked. Sanji, that... we got a quick clip of work. Even yeah. Colby, we had a very quick glimpse and like, no, I can kind of that, see that's it. Him. He's a little tall, but hey, it makes sense. That's not his fault. <laughs> do what you do. The only one I'm still mad at is Nami. Ugh, we'll see. Did... She, she only had okay. like one line been... in the trailer. But she we'll had see. like two, but I'm really worried about Nami. I know a lot of people don't like Nami anyway, but I want her to be good. I like all the Straw Hats, even if she might be my least favorite of the Straw Hats. It's hard to rank them. Derby, if you had a least favorite Straw Hat, which one would it be? Nami. It would be Nami. Just because yeah. the rest are so overwhelming. I'm not putting Chopper on the bottom. Usopp, Soge King, God no. Usopp? No, untouchable. No. Zoro, when I ask people who's your favorite One Piece character, I have to say, aside from Zoro. Like, that's how top line he is. I mean, Luffy is obviously there. Luffy. Frankie is super. Brooke, can I see your panties? Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, I, Even Jimbe and weak. Robin yeah. can be fun. But, yeah. Nami is good. But yeah. I can see why she's not the top. But just this quick She's not the Nami. worst character in the series or anything. It's just, well, yeah. God, no. Yeah. They're she's obviously the, worse. The, I hate Blackbeard. The other straw hats are just overwhelming. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, and not just in power, and like in personality. Her personality worked well when she was just part of the, uh, I guess, East Blue. Mm -hmm. It was pretty even. I, I did like her after like redeeming think, her from Arlong Park. It I was good, and she she's held her own well and grown really well. And personally, I love her long hair look post time skip. Yeah, but like, I, oh, I she needs it. a glow up. I think power level wise. Really, she yeah, got um Zeus from she Big did Mom. Get Zeus, uh, massive manga spoiler right there. <laughs> Yo, cake man, I cake whole cake. Okay, well, if you're not even at Zeus or at whole cake, you don't know about Zeus yet, anyway. So yeah. you know, forget it happened. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, once she, once she gets basically this a similar thing that just like Usopp got his glow up, 
I mean, he was already so gay king, so he was great, but you know, oh. now he God Usopp. That's a very different conversation. Yeah. Nami yeah. went from Nami to, you know, Nami plus extra wonder powers. Like, mm, need a bit more. Her <laughs> hair was really cute, but yeah, that's kind of the best she got from Glove. She learned more about weather. Exactly. She became the Weather Witch. I need them to lean harder into, like, oh no, the Weather Witch. Yeah. That's such a cool title. Yeah, she needs, she just needs to get a little bit more impressive. I need her yeah. to do just. Like one or two feats that make me go, God damn. <laughs> but what I'm right. worried about is in this live action glimpse, she has like just one, you know, close up solid line she speaks. And it is overwhelmingly underwhelming. And I say it because it does not, like, while the other characters hit so well, hers was a complete flop, I say. Because when you think about Nami, especially early on Nami, she is a con artist. She is a scammer. She is a sleazeball. She is slick. She is your best friend and your living, dearest lover all yeah, rolled up. Living a life of crime for what? She's 10 years now at this point? <laughs> so I want her to be like, you know, classy, catty, star, but she's really gloomy in the trailer. Like, all I get from her is like, oh my God, the ocean is serious. <laughs> like, yo, that's not Nami. She's like, it'll be fine, guys. Just give me all your money. Mm. I didn't get any Nami vibe, and her hair looks dumb. Zoro pulls off green hair better. <laughs> that is that, wild, like, right? Weird neon orange. <laughs> like the neon orange wasn't one that had to be literally translated. Yeah, they I don't make Sanji's said... hair literally yellow. He's light blonde. Yeah, Why did they have to like make hers aggressively <laughs> orange when just you know a redhead would be fine? Yeah, I think it takes it out a little bit. It's like ah. I don't love it. It could just be a bad trailer. It could have just gotten a bad clip of her in that moment. Yeah. But maybe I was like overwhelmingly the worst scene disappointed. She did. Hmm? Uh, and maybe it's just the one bad scene, I hope. Usopp didn't even get any lines, and I felt more from him. I mean, he didn't have any lines. <laughs> like, yeah. if Nami was just there. No, no, but I'm I saying, feel like, like yeah, no, yeah. I needed to... I can't Nami even was describe just there, I needed to see to her say. smirking while jumping out of a window holding like a bag full of loot. Yeah. That's I what mean. I needed. I needed like a Kaito kid moment out of her. Fair. She was like Fair. the cat burglar, the sneaky thief. What was her title in East Blue? Yeah, cat burglar. She's a cat burglar. The cat burglar. I didn't get anything cat burglar. I got frumpy sad. My parents are being held hostage and the world is mean to me. It is. But Nami was best at covering that shit up until it happened, until we got to Arlong Park. We didn't know anything about that. Yeah. I needed more. But everyone else is fantastic. Just come on, Nami. (laughs) I'm rooting for you. Like I said, I think she would have had the same treatment as Usopp from you if she just didn't say anything. (laughs) No. Because, again, I needed to see her sneaking or doing something. Instead, yeah, we got that, like, hunched off where we're like, yeah. The ocean is serious. Ugh. Some nonsense like that. Whatever. As long as one thing I'm very worried about, I swear to God, if they put a romance plot line, I swear to God, I mean, if they put a romance plot line. We have been worried about that line. for, well, ever since they announced it, we've been worried. Like, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, don't do it. You imagine Please, no. if it, oh, <laughs> imagine they did a love triangle. Oh. Nami, Luffy, and Sanji. <laughs> I mean, you know, Zora there, so, you know, it could be a love square. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 because at least we've heard from Oda. He said, yo, they're not releasing it unless I'm satisfied. That was the deal. We haven't heard about Oda pulling out or quitting. I am a little worried that this whole, like, Oda's in surgery thing is just a hit they put out on him. (laughs) So, see, Netflix really wanted that love square. In fact, there's going to be five of them. They wanted the love Pentagon. Mm. But... 
Otis said no, so they said, yeah, we got to get him out of commission. He suddenly gone enough, for about a month uh, right just... before the release. Right. It feels suspicious. <laughs> It'll be back Not when suspicious. it's too late to do anything. <sighs> we don't know. They could push through some extra bad lines. Some scenes they cut on the side and said, oh, we're not going to use it. This is just for practice. Yeah. Well, yo, he's not here to sign off because he's in surgery. So just say yes. So we'll just like slip that and don't worry about it. Shush, shush. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know. I swear the people will love it. <laughs> Those oh, nerds God. will eat it up. <laughs> I would cry. I would cry. I will turn it off. <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, I guess since we're about nearing that time, the final applause I wanted to... Uh, give the trailer and to shut down anyone who disagrees is buggy. Oh yeah. Yo guys, anytime if you ever hear anyone say, "Yo, that buggy's kind of scary," they've been outed. They're an anime only. They've outed themselves at anime only cuz those who have seen the manga, read the manga and started know the fear of black and white buggy. The anime, they got the goofy version. They got the four kids buggy when they first met him. But the manga, yo. The we got Murder Clown Buggy. We got Joker, except you can't cut off his head. We got yeah. It, except you can't beat him up that easy. I feel like Buggy falls into like a similar vein as like Team Rocket. Like He's super impressive when he's introduced in the manga. But down the line, yeah, he does become kind of goofy. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, but that's later. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah, like, yeah that's kind of where he's going. So it's just they did it early. They just skipped out. Hey, this part is scary. Let's just go to this later part where he's already kind of a joke. Mm. Yeah, I don't want them to skip. I feel like that early oh, no, part no. is very impressive, especially because he's circling back around to scary in the manga, but in a funny way. Yeah. Like so at the very first, like he's terrifying, an and then you realize, oh, he's goofy, and then you realize, oh no, he's hot. <laughs> it's a very important stage. We almost acknowledge. Then he goes back to Goofy, and then suddenly he's reputation terrifying. Mm. Like, we know he's an idiot, but to the rest of the world, oh my yeah. god, he's got an armada. Yeah. <laughs> he has two of the greatest pirates under his, under his control. <laughs> At his oh, beck yeah. and call. He twitches and they bow before him. That's yeah, right. Captain Buggy. <laughs> but in uh, reality, they have. It's a great poster they have for him, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. You oh. can believe how he has so many loyal followers just because they don't know. But yeah, I need all stages of Buggy. <laughs> we will see but how starting with Terrifying Buggy, I'm very happy they made him scary. I'm also happy they made him scary. I'm interested to see if they do decide to go uh, comedic Buggy, like how that transition is going to play out like on live action. But hey, I'm I'm here for it. I feel like we don't get comedic buggy until after, like, they've beat him and left. Like, he's scary the entire time they're at that first place. And then we got all the, like, the little mini versions on the front cover of him walking around with just a head, two hands, and feet. Yeah. And I was like, ah, he's not so scary anymore when he doesn't have everything else. Yeah, and then he doesn't really come back until I'm pulled down. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that. But when you first meet him, yeah, he's kind of scary. He's nuking towns. Yeah. He's right. the kind of pirate who has definitely killed people. Oh, no, without a doubt. Again, like, he was a member of the fucking Pirate King's crew. <laughs> like, even oh, if it God. was as a kid, like, that is an impressive resume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but 
I think that's it. That brings us to our dear conclusion. Thank you for tuning into Black Round Podcast. I know it's been kind of a while, but don't worry. We're still in this. We're getting on it. And keep an ear out for any potential, uh, you know, watch-alongs for when One Piece comes out. We also randomly do events that, you know, we might be reaching out about one soon. Yeah, yeah. stay tuned. Peace.